0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the legacy of Eric Mika. Goggles, goofball antics, and glaring numbers that BYU hoops haven't seen in almost 50 years. How
1: would you define his legacy? We'll discuss. One of the guys helping to replace some of Mika's production, Dalton Nixon joins us in Studio B post-mission trip.
0: Plus, NCAA tournament game day for BYU softball, the Bad catch championship pursuit, and a Cleveland Browns insider on Kai Nakua's shot to start as a
2: rookie. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
1: and Jerem Jordan.
0: BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, May 18th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with 7-foot hoop dunk champion, Jerem Jordan. Oh, dude.
1: Uh, Harmony Elementary School in Vancouver, Washington. Man, it was a stretch just to get up there and hang on the rim, but it was legit, man. Boxers hanging out. I was so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, with your Reebok blacktops or your Reebok pumps. My homie Brian Tamayo. I haven't said that word in like 20 years. Your homie Brian Tamayo. Yeah. Great name, right? (laughs) Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in one of the Fast and Furious movies. That kind of guy.
0: How awesome right. was it to dunk on a seven-foot hoop?
1: Oh, it still is great, Spencer. When I played dunk ball at the elementary school nearby my house. But
0: you bumped it up to seven and a half feet, right?
1: Yeah, they're. Well, yeah. If I'm using, it depends. Am I using Brandon Doman's hoop or regular hoop? <laughs> right. <laughs> the oh, dominator. Oh my goodness, the dominator, bro. And we're
0: talking about dunks because yesterday BYU alumnus and PGA Tour star Daniel Summerhays was dunking in a game of horse against Tony Finau. The PGA Tour Isn't was
1: he 5'9", though? Wait a minute.
0: Putting out a Facebook Live. Yeah, he's 5'9", and like 200-plus pounds. So it's like, how does that guy get That's up and dunk? Strength.
1: It's because he jumps off the pad under the bucket. <laughs> which, it was a great horse shot. Yes, he Tony runs, Finau can dunk straight up, though. That's the issue. He
0: runs under the hoop. There's a pad on the wall, which he uses as leverage to then push himself up higher and dunk the basketball. You got to give him a 10
1: for creativity. One time I played Taylor Sander and Ben Patch in 2013 in horse. Who do you think won this?
0: Uh, Well, two volleyball players in horse. Taylor can shoot, dude. He's good. Okay, then I'll go with Taylor Sander. But he
1: can't shoot as well as me. I won. Okay. I beat those two clowns. I walked right into that trap. And, And Ben Patch is the worst basketball player I've seen in my life. He's an amazing volleyball player, but I crushed him. (laughs) Taylor couldn't hang with me, but Taylor dunked one time, and and I was like, "Come on, man!" (laughs) Okay, now that we've established that that
0: Jerem has the capability to beat Taylor Sander and Ben Patch, I
1: beat an Olympian in in another sport.
0: Okay, we need to bring up item number two on the agenda, (laughs) and that is Heath for Health, a slogan, a real slogan for a candy bar in the early 1930s. We have been
1: delivered Heath Bars on the set. Now, Ralph Pinkham. Thank you, Ralph. Ralph brought these by. This happened because... He says we, he's a fan since 1967, by the we way. We discussed
0: good. Heath Bars on the show... Did I try it right now? ...last week, and Jerem said, I've never eaten a Heath Bar. Never eaten one. Which is absurd, so we're going to change that right now. Take a bite, Jerem. What do you think? Chocolate-covered toffee. Pretty good, right? It's like a marshmallow. Not like a, how does a Heath bar taste like a marshmallow? I one for you. Here. I will eat this. Okay. I will eat that. Not right now, just because it's I'm enjo- enjoying watching you eat awkwardly.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'd buy this of my own free will, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, it's good. Thank you for the Heath it's bar. It's good.
0: Hey, that's better than what you said last week. I'm going to get a six out of ten.
1: Whereas wow. Butterfinger's like nine and a half.
0: Is that your favorite candy bar?
1: Probably. A Butterfinger. That's good. Thanks for bringing that by. I really hope this isn't poisoned. It's
0: <laughs> The I'm packaging like, was sealed, right? And he's been a fan of the show since 1967. BYU Sports Nation has
1: been around for 50 years. <laughs> None of the show. Oh, my of bad. Reagan Sports. <laughs> <laughs> before its creation, he was a fan. He
0: was a fan of BYU Sports Nation before it ever was a thing. Exactly. Great stuff. Thank you, Ralph, for the Heath Bars. Heath for health. Jerem? Your health's going to get better. Maybe I could use that because uh, (laughs) my voice needs some help for the softball (laughs) game tonight. Yeah, and you've
1: got a game to broadcast. That's a little news coming up.
0: Bring on the headlines. It's
1: your BYU Sports
2: Nation headlines.
0: Eric Mika, going pro, have you heard? He's one of five players working out for the Sacramento Kings this afternoon. We'll have more on Mika's legacy coming up And What's Trending. Do you want Eric Mika to play for
1: the Kings? No. Please no. (laughs) We've already done that with James Taft. Also, we have a tribute video that we're going to play later in the show for Eric Mika. So that's coming up. Hey, the baseball team begins the final series of the regular season at Gonzaga tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. One win in the three-game series, and BYU clinches its first outright title. As a member of the West Coast Conference and First Conference title, since 2001, people, I was in high school the last time this happened. So this is a big day for BYU baseball.
0: Isn't it interesting that 2001 is such a notable year? There was year. a space
1: odyssey that year.
0: Yes, and that was also the year that BYU basketball last won a conference tournament
1: championship. I love and hate that year at the same time. Like, what? It's been that long? So this is, yeah, go Bad Cats. Go beat Gonzaga like Eric Mika and the, and the Cougs did. Let's change
0: it up. It's ball night as well for the softball team. NCAA regional play in Salt Lake City against Mississippi State. 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain. You can listen to it live on BYU Radio with these golden tones. Aren't you excited and about
1: And Gary Shiite. It's going to be great. Ben Bagley mixing. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, we're yeah, taking the crew. That's going to
1: be on BYU Radio. That's, that's a little bit of news. we taking
0: the crew. You can watch it on ESPN3. The Cougars will play tomorrow as well against either Utah or Fordham, depending on what happens in today's game against the Bulldogs of Mississippi State.
1: Double elimination. Winner will be crowned uh, Saturday, advance to the Super Regional. So, BYU could play Utah tomorrow. That could be exciting. Volleyball Magazine produced its 2017 All-American teams. BYU men's volleyball players Jake Langlois, who just signed a contract in Italy, by the way and Brendan Sander were first-teamers. Price Jarman was on the second team.
0: Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we.
1: It's What's Trending on
0: BYU Sports Nation. The legacy of Eric Mika. Two BYU seasons broken up by a two-year church mission, and now Eric Mika is going pro after his sophomore season. Hey, we loved what we saw, and he's leaving BYU Sports Nation wanting more. Most people would say that's a great indicator of success, right? Leave him wanting more. But then it's just kind of sad if you look at it from a fan perspective purely. The emotions are raw, and we want to know how you will look back at Eric Mika's time as a BYU basketball player. The Twitter question, please, Jeremy.
1: How would you define the Eric Mika legacy at BYU? First tweet, at B-Royal Blue Coug. Short but lasting. It's at a high bar for future big men in the program. We'll be using him as an example of high-quality play for years. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I tend to sit on that fence um, quite a bit because his, se- his season was tremendous last year. More on that in a moment. But beating number one Gonzaga, I think, is the thing I'll remember the most in terms of Eric Mika and the team, right? You had never beaten the number one team. They went up to Spokane and won. That was oh, he amazing. was a man in that game, too. He was the best player in that game. And he got on the National radar. I, mean, I think that game helped his pro potential quite a bit. The whole season, yeah, that was awesome. But that was at the end of the regular season, that led Sports Center. That was an important moment for BYU and Eric Meade.
0: That was the first time I heard fans collectively start to say,
1: Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> well, uh, he
0: was really good, but... We- he wasn't so good that he's going to leave early, right?
1: Yeah, the the nervous tweets. Yes. Started coming. Yes. We were telling you, hey, his pro potential and yeah, so one of the best big men in BYU history. And last year, he averaged 20 points and nine, nine rebounds a game. That is rare. That is rare air to be in, which brings us to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU
1: Sports Nation Stat of the Day. Eric Mika is the only BYU player to average 20 points and 9 rebounds per game at BYU in the last 44 years.
0: Uh, that's almost a half century.
1: It was uh, Chris Chosich who last did it. Thanks to Kyle Chilton for helping dig that up. In Chris,
0: 1972. And he did
1: it twice. And John Fairchild did it twice. And Dave Eastis did it once. There's wow. just six seasons all time. You've had a 20-9. and I mean, th- that was an amazing season. He's BYU's only sophomore and done ever. So, so two and done. Two and done, but not like junior and senior year after a transfer and done, right? That makes sense. So I feel a little unfulfilled to a degree because I wanted to see what he, like, where was the max? What could he do as a, in the team? That's what I'll kind of miss. But, I, but that sophomore season was amazing. It was amazing.
0: One of the most beloved personalities in BYU basketball history, because of his quick wit, his ability to answer questions with, Kind of a, a realness that you don't see often from a lot of high profile athletes, right? I felt like he listened to your questions and answered them, and then of course the goofball antics. Like he
1: was uh, he was goofier pre mission.
0: We love Eric Mika.
1: Oh man! He went on his mission and came back. He didn't mess around as much. Still a, <laughs> still a fun dude. Like the like the choke sign at St. Mary's. <laughs>
0: Well, he was probably talked to about that.
1: (laughs) Immediate impact player
0: as a freshman. averaged 12 points, 8 rebounds in his first year out of high school. And then the work ethic that we saw from him. Coach Cleveland talked about that yesterday. His work ethic is undeniable and why I feel like he will get a fair shake in the
1: NBA. He improved his free throw percentage 15 (laughs) points. Off of a mission. 15%? Are you serious? Off of a mission. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's not just yeah.
0: going right from freshman to sophomore year. It's, hey, I'm going to take two years off, and then when I get back, I'm going to get 15% better.
1: We forget he's been back a year and a few days. Crazy, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, and then he does what he did numbers-wise. I mean, the numbers are staggering. So good it hasn't happened in 44 years. And then the win at number one ranked Gonzaga is a nice little garnish on his career with the Cougars. They had never done that. Now they have. They have beaten a number one team in America, and that team happened to be undefeated on senior night in the kennel. Unbelievable. It's hard not to wonder what if, but the more I look at this and see it develop out, I think this is the best move for Eric and for BYU basketball. The hard reset will be a good thing.
1: Oh, I don't agree on the for BYU basketball, but I agree for Eric. Really? Really? BYU, BYU, BYU would have been better with Eric Mika this year.
0: I'm not. Well, the thing is, would, if his heart is not in it, you know, if he wants to be if somewhere else. If he would else, be here, he'd
1: be here. Like, if he, yeah, wants to if be he was somewhere here, else. you'd assume that he'd be, yeah. No, if he was here and he was in, yeah, BYU would be a better team. Undoubtedly. 20-9, we just laid it out. Oh, yeah.
0: But the thing is,
1: the talent It's there, hard for me logistically to be like, BYU without Eric Mika will be better than with Eric Mika. That makes no sense to me.
0: Not saying I'm not saying that the team, because he is such a dynamic player. But it what can I can it, be a good thing. Okay. Okay. What I am saying is, yes. Okay, It can be a good thing because of what it will do to the other players. It will make everybody know that I have got to be better. I, I totally agree they with you. They can't rely on Eric Mika. I have got to be better.
1: No, I agree with you. Yeah. Now now there's, it's a different dynamic, and you can develop a different kind of team. Yeah, I, no, I'm with you on that.
0: All right, let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. How would you define the Eric Mika legacy at BYU? Let's get to some tweets. At Kip Kent. love Mika, but two years with decent stats, no
1: conference championships. No, we just outlined that they weren't decent. Incredible stats. Incredible, the sophomore year.
0: No conference championships and one tourney appearance with a loss is not a legacy. What might have been?
1: Well, yeah, you have to balance those two. Like I outlined yesterday, the two postseasons for Eric. He's a freshman. Like, I'm not going to pin a lot on him, the NCAA tournament loss, which, by the way, Kyle, Kyle Collinsworth had torn his ACL in the title game. Was not in that game for BYU. They lose by, what, 19 to Oregon, I think, in Milwaukee. I was at that game. Then the, Yeah, the NIT this year, ab- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was a disappointing finish, right? And that's part of the reason that, that I'm left wanting, like you said, is I wanted to see what this team could do this next year with Eric Mika in the postseason. I thought that they had the, all the firepower to do something yeah, special. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and that's why I'm like, oh, rats, good luck, but, man, we'll never know.
0: This is a fantastic tweet from at Nate Jepsen. Like a ride at Disneyland. Long wait for it to start. (laughs) Fun while it lasted over way too soon. That's
1: an incredible description. Yeah. A
0: perfect comparison. I like that.
1: What ride at Disneyland is the real question. Tweet back in. Probably Space Mountain, right? And it's Star Wars themed now. So, yeah, that's even better. So that would have to be your choice, right?
0: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I know you like to deal in uh, finalities and... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I, went, I went in December and after the bowl game, but I can't remember what my favorite ride was. <laughs> Got to get that fast
0: back. At Lin 19 too short to be a legacy. He's a great baller, but it wasn't enough to help the team succeed this year, so there won't be a legacy. Now, I disagree what, with that. What Sean, is success?
1: Well, does Sean Bradley have a legacy at BYU? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, one year. He does, and it was one, one year. year. So it, it's not about time. It's about what happens in that time.
0: What if? It's hard not to wonder that. What if? Coming up, Cleveland Browns insider Pete Smith talks Kai Nakua's future with the Browns. Could he start as a rookie? But first, Dalton Nixon, fresh off his mission trip,
1: he's in Studio B. He's back!
2: What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Heath
0: for help. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Yes, I made the comparison to that last week. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Hey, we've got some fun news. We will will be at the Fan Fest in Corona, California June 3rd. We're going to do a two-hour show like we did in Vegas in Corona, California. That is 3 to 5 Eastern time, 12 to 2 Pacific, Saturday, June 3rd. We're very excited. I know the Fan Fest was Tuesday night in Farmington, another smash hit in Davis County. So we're excited. We're coming to Corona, California, June 3rd.
0: Yes, shout out to the Jeff Rollins family. If you don't show up, we're no longer family. No pressure. Wow. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) How would you define the Eric Mika legacy at BYU? That is our Twitter question today at Twiggy or Stone Tweets in too short. Played very well while he or while he was here, but would have loved to see what he could have done as an upperclassman.
1: Yeah, we're talking about one more year. He was never going to play the never going no after nope. a year like this. It was whether you'd get him one more year or not. And uh, I originally thought he'd come back. I was convinced. And then as we got into it, and as I told you uh, the last couple days, I thought no, he's not coming back. It's it's over. Ugh.
0: Hey, it's perfect that you bring up fanfests because our next guest just took a two year mission trip to a fan fest in Boston (laughs) or something like that. Dalton Nixon, back from his two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Good to have you back in Studio B, man.
2: It's good to be back with you guys.
0: What's your first impression of uh, coming back to Provo, Utah, since uh, being gone for two years and and not worrying about yourself?
2: Yeah, um, I think first thought is the new practice facility. That wasn't here before, so that's been awesome to to see. Yeah, cha-ching. Uh, yep, cha-ching. <laughs> and then I, I also I also think Jerem's style has improved over two. Oh. <laughs>
1: oh, all right, yeah. Hey, that's a compliment and. Yeah, uh, you should have to seen today. him yesterday. That, you, know, you wouldn't
0: yeah. have been saying that yesterday. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yesterday I was wearing one of the Maui Invitational Hawaiian BYU basketball. Is that right? With the top yeah. button no <laughs> The top oh. button. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Okay, let's uh, we'll dive into you and your mission in BYU basketball, but. You went to the Fan Fest Tuesday. You got home Friday. You're at the Fan Fest Tuesday. What was that like?
2: It was awesome. It was great to uh, see all of the BYU fans come out and to spend some time with future teammates, um, along with. Ryan, who I played with my freshman year, and then TJ and Peyton and Zach, who I didn't have a chance to play with, but excited to just get back together with yeah. the guys. Hey,
0: welcome back. We're going to throw you right into the mix. Sign some
2: autographs. Get the wrist going. <laughs> yeah. yep. right um, and together. you met Mo Longy. I did. We have
1: yet to meet Mo That's... Longy. So what,
2: Come what on. was that like? Mo was awesome. It was, it was actually funny. After the Fan Fest, when we got dropped back off here on campus, we piled in a car with Corbin Kafusi driving, Mo up front, and then in the back seat it was me, Ryan Andrus, and T.J. Haas. So that was a that was a full car.
0: What car were you driving?
2: Um, it was a it was just a small car. So
0: it was... <laughs> can somebody please tell me that there's a picture out there?
2: No, that man. is
0: dying to be on social media. Okay, yeah. how
2: big is this guy? He's a big guy. He's a really big guy. He actually went head first into the car rather than you know just like getting in. So. He just dove right into it.
1: He has so many problems we do not have. <laughs> like, the big and tall store. You're like, you
2: are like, how tall are you? Six seven. Six, seven. Yeah. So
1: shopping for pants or whatever, that can be a challenge. It can be a challenge, right? yeah, definitely. I can't imagine the challenge for Mo. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I can't wait to get <laughs> him here. You're pretty so much there. eye level with him,
0: right?
2: Yeah, just about. Holy cow. And that's yeah. about it.
0: That is amazing. Yep. Yeah, everything else... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that you're a little bit thinner than he is. Yeah, just a little but bit. Did you,
2: did you gain or lose weight on your mission? So I uh, I lost a little bit of weight, but just enough to get back to my playing weight. Which is what? 215. 215. Yeah. Okay. So I feel good, feel back, ready to go. So I'm excited to train over the spring and summer, try and get my body back in shape. Well,
0: your dad, Kevin Nixon, Shout out to Kevin. Uh, oh, One-time
1: s- BYU Sports Nation
2: co-host. Yes,
0: yep. that is correct. That is correct. Already sending out videos of you dunking. So clearly you're back in, in 100% basketball shape, right? Not quite.
2: <laughs> I, think, I think it was more of the, the day after getting home, a little bit of adrenaline, let's get back into the gym, and you know this feels good. So it, it was a lot of fun to get back into the gym with my dad. and. Um, Get back to work.
0: You didn't work out every day during this two-year mission trip and and get better?
1: Wait, I thought that's why Mormon's go on missions.
0: Yeah, super (laughs) super (laughs) advantageous.
2: Two years, you know, you're in the gym every day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it was uh, just, you know, the 30 minutes that that they give you in the morning to try and, you know, your push-ups and sit-ups. But it's nice to get back and get back into weights and conditioning, try and get your body back into playing shape. How were the uh, members in your last area? The members in my last area were awesome. Especially your sister yeah yeah that's what I 'm talking about. <laughs> the leading question My yep. sister and brother in-law who went to
1: BU were in there yeah, she, she calls me one day and she says, "Hey, there's an elder, and I go, Dalton Nixon I know <laughs> he 's in your ward. I saw a picture or something. I think yeah. I think your dad told me, but uh, mm-hmm.
2: that was super cool. What was it like to serve a mission in boston it was It was really, really cool. It was a really um, unique area. Um, I served about 12, twelve months of my mission in the city of Boston, so you get all the colleges. Um, You get like the long-term Bostonians there. And so it's such a cool city, um, especially being able to be there with such a a rich sports culture. And that was really cool to be able to be around that and see the Patriots win the Super Bowl and have the Super Bowl parade right through the city. But just overall, it was such a great experience.
1: Was there a certain former Cougar? Did you interact with him at any point in Boston?
2: Oh, yeah. So it was actually at at a priesthood leadership meeting and saw Danny Ainge there. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so that was cool. Um, also, Jordan Chapman, who I was on the team with my freshman year, he's now at Boston College, so we got to meet up with him a few times. Um, but it's, it was such a great time. The the members out there, there's a lot of BYU fans, great support. So it was a lot of fun. Fenway, you ever get
1: to go to a Red Sox game on P-Day or anything? No,
2: I didn't get to go to a to a game, but walked past many times. Oh,
1: you'll past. be back. Oh, yeah. You'll be
0: back, Definitely. right? You
2: got you to talk to my dad, try and get a family trip back there, you know. Oh, that's happening. <laughs> Probably next week.
1: <laughs>
0: Dalton Nixon with this in studio. Be back from his two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ. Well, of almost Latter-day a mission Saints. Tip, huh? well, we, <laughs> we only say that to yeah. We yeah. jokingly say that, yes. Trip. Now, what's your post-mission recovery schedule like? Have you laid all that out? I mean, have you given yourself a date like, okay, I want to be 80% or 100% by such and such a date? Like, what's that like?
2: It's, so what, what I'm focusing on right now is just trying to get back into a routine try and get into the gym every day and try and get my body back. But I would say um, probably within six weeks, I would like to be back on the court playing live. Um, and that puts us right about the start of the summer term, which I'll be down here going to school. So it'll be good to get back into the swing of things. I have the rest of the spring and then all the summer to, to work out, work with the guys to try and mesh, and then look look forward to a great season this upcoming year.
1: Who helps you in figuring out the timing there? Because – there, there have been guys in the past that took it too quick and they got hurt and they didn't finish their BYU careers. Other guys really excelled the year after their mission.
2: So who's helping you with this decision of what happens when? So along with trainers and, like, our, our strength coach, um, talking with the, the players has been really helpful. Talking with guys like Eric and TJ and talked about, like, what their experience was coming back has really helped. And uh, um, just being able to just – I think an advantage that I, I felt that I had was being able to play a year know what it's like to compete at this level, and then work to get my body back into shape. So, Right now,
0: who's better, one-on-one, you or your dad?
2: I have to say me. I do. Um, I think if you you see those uh, videos over there of the, the dunks, I don't think my dad could be doing that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did, uh, how's your shot? Some people, like Jeff Judkins, like,
1: the shot never goes away. But how's your shot?
2: Um, it feels good. It feels really good. You know, you, there, there were times on my mission where I would have you know, a few months at a time where I didn't get much time in a gym, and then you go and you, know, you spend 30 minutes in a gym, and you feel like your shot's back. You know, it's just that muscle memory comes back, and it's just like riding a bike again. And so I think um, it feels good. Now it's just getting consistency, getting movement with the shots, um, and that's going to be what helps me get my shot back.
1: Were you ever sitting there in a church gym that was carpeted, and you're like, "Man, what's going on here?" Yeah, <laughs>
2: that was that was my last area. It was. Yeah. Oh, I've been to that <laughs> church. Yeah. It was carpet. It was a you know the net wasn't completely there. It was you know torn up and stuff, and so you're sitting there, not quite sure if it's completely ten feet, you know. And but you do you do what you can, you know. And and so now getting back and being able to to get back to regulation size, hoop. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're envisioning the kennel. Yeah. <laughs> a lot
0: exactly. changes in two years. Good grief. Jerem Jordan's fashion got better in two years. Absolutely. The Marriott Center got a renovation. There's a new basketball practice facility. How do you feel like you have changed the most in two years?
2: I feel like two years, I, I really feel, I honestly feel like I grew into my body a little bit. Um, going on my freshman season, I had just turned 18. And so I remember um, my freshman season, being an 18-year-old, and another player that was my same position was Josh Sharp, who was on, going on 25, married, and a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was a little interesting. So I think just two years of growing up, filling into my body, and then just maturing a little bit, and then all of the benefits of a mission, learning how to work, learning how to be dedicated, is something that I feel has really become a part of me. You were on
0: family. the last team to play in an NCAA tournament game, uh, not in the, pl- in the play-in, correct, Jeremy? Was that right? Against Oregon?
2: You tell it. So we were
0: or, we were in the plane. Oh no, you were in the play oh, no, against in the Ole That's Ole right. Miss. Ole miss. Okay. Ole miss. Either way, yeah. you were the last Bronco last uh, you were on the last team to play in an NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah let's uh, let's do that again. That
1: was fun. Yeah, Dalton's back, so let's go to the <laughs> tournament. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> choices, are, so you learn to make good choices before your mission, and then on your mission, of course. So, uh, what movie was the
2: first one you saw off your mission? This is an important choice. <laughs> so, th- to be completely honest, I still have not sat down watched a movie. But I will say I I have enjoyed watching the NBA playoffs. Oh, that has been really okay. Nice. okay, so you, watched you the NBA haven't playoffs.
1: watched a movie. You were a better man than I.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like you, on the ride home, I was like, "Yeah, baby."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, you got any suggestions for me?
1: Hmm. From the last two years, how do you not say Star Wars? Right? Yeah. There have been two new Star Wars. That's movies. what I hear. Two new. Yeah, go after that. Yeah, that's yeah. A good
0: start start with Star Wars.
1: Start with uh, uh, Legacy. And Mountain of the Lord and then Star Wars.
0: The, and then you need to go see the Lego Batman movie.
2: We'll do Did
1: you the Lego movie came out before your your mission? Did you ever see that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: apologize.
1: <laughs> I don't know what we have more work to do. Who doing. are you? Physically <laughs> getting Who you back for the movies. Yeah. Come tu- on. Tuesdays, we're going. Let's
3: go. <laughs>
0: Okay, so looking at the, all of the changes that have happened with BYU basketball, the annex, Eric Mika obviously leaving. We're talking about his legacy today. Heath Troyer comes in as a very capable assistant coach, and now the lone peak three is broken up. Like, what do you think about all of the change within BYU basketball that you hop back into?
2: I think it's definitely a positive change uh, coming back. It to me, it feels it feels really good, and you know we're going to be sad to have Eric go, but. I'm so excited for Eric. Um, Being able to play with him growing up, I actually played on an AU team with Nick, TJ, and Eric when me and TJ were freshmen and they were sophomores in high school. And so being able to see Eric's development has been awesome. And I just, I wish him the best. And I know that he's gonna do great at the next level. Um, But it is exciting to get back and and, uh, be with guys that I've played with before, but not on the court here at BYU, such as Nick and TJ and Peyton Dastrup, Zach Selyus, Yoli. Um, just really excited to be back, and I definitely think it's a positive change for the program. The Lone Peak and Orem three.
1: Okay, no nicknames. You're right. No nicknames. No, no. Just, we'll just BYU, play. BYU just basketball. BYU basketball. You're right. You're BYU right. basketball. Hard reset. Let's go. Well, there's 441 shots available going into next year. Yeah,
0: there there are a lot. There are a lot. Dalton, I know you signed our old flag, but this is. I want you to sign this new flag. Yeah. Okay. Awesome.
1: Yeah. One of the great Orem Tigers, and there have been a lot.
0: Travis Hanson. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain <View. laughs>
1: the rival. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I go in there. And Travis was like, how dare you <laughs> say? that I went, no. The yeah. great, the great Dave McCann. Absolutely. The great Dave Brett McCann. Pine, Duff Tittle, Chad Lewis, all my uncles and aunts.
0: There's a legacy there, right? Uh,
1: Gary Croton. Legacy is the word. Lavelle the Edwards went to like the original Orem, Lincoln, Lincoln High. Dalton,
0: yeah. great yeah. to have you back, man. Nice. Good Up good next, Cleveland Browns insider Pete Smith. Does Kainakua have a real shot to start as a rookie? It's for the Browns. Yeah. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime,
1: anywhere. Oh. If you missed our interview with one Dalton Nixon, it was pretty good. Yeah, good, good stuff on uh, what's new when he comes back, how many movies has he seen? None. What his mission was like in Boston interacting with Danny Ainge and Jordan Chapman and how's his jump shot, all that. It's great. He just told me that he helped my sister move. And I was like, my sister's kind of a hoarder. So I was like, did you go in the basement? And he's like, no. No. I was like, oh, you're lucky, (laughs) man. Wow. Sorry, Whitney. I had to throw you under the bus (laughs) there. Not not Whitney or wife, Whitney or sister. I have a weird situation. So my wife's name is Whitney. She has a twin sister named Lindsay. I have two sisters. Their names are Whitney and Lindsay. (laughs) They were. It was meant to be. They are both born in the same general area, too. It's weird, right? Like, also,
0: Dalton Nixon met Portland. Mo Longy. <laughs> if you want to hear the story about Corbin Kafusi, Mo Longy, Dalton Nixon, uh, TJ Haas, and I'm forgetting one other person, fitting into a small car. O'Rion oh, Ryan Andrus. You need to download the podcast. Okay,
1: word is that Mo Longy tried to put on a 4XL, and it did not fit. <laughs> This is amazing. Like, this guy is a cult hero. Already. By the way, um, and our first headline is Eric Meek is one of five players working out with the Sacramento Kings this afternoon. What's his legacy is our Twitter question. His legacy is that he has the tallest signature on the flag. No one can reach that. Who's next to him? Is that Zach Blackham? Oh, what? Yoli Childs went above him. (laughs) I'm just... You can't even. Yoli Yoli went
0: on the white strip. Yoli wanted to top
1: him. You can't even see it from that camera angle. You
0: can't see. You can't see it. You can't see Eric Mika's signature or Yoli Child's. How about that? They're invisible. What is this? Back to the future? Are they disappearing? I I don't know. Has someone gone into the past? Hey, good luck in Sacramento, Eric. But not too much. We don't want.
1: Yeah, some other team. I'll take Milwaukee, Miami, whatever. Not (laughs) not Sacramento, please.
0: It's game day for BYU Baseball. Listen, one win. They're the champions for the first time outright since 2001 NCAA Tournament. Game day for BYU Softball. Big day. This is a big day day. for BYU Sports Nation. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Pete Smith, Browns Analyst for NFLSpinZone.com and DraftBreakdown.com. Pete, welcome to BYU Sports Nation.
3: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: From where we sit in Provo in Studio B, It seems like there is a lot of buzz coming out of Cleveland surrounding undrafted free agent and BYU safety Kai Nakua. Why is he garnering so much attention?
3: So last year, the Browns basically cobbled together their free safety position out of three guys, and two of those guys aren't back. So in the draft, there was a lot of expectation that the Browns were going to make a pretty big investment in free safety. Uh, They considered Malik Hooker and Obi Melifanwu, but ultimately, when the draft was over, they didn't pick anybody. So uh, Nakua was sitting there as an undrafted free agent, and frankly, was somebody who was worth drafting. So when they signed him, suddenly he became, you know, sort of an exciting face that could potentially be in the mix for that spot.
1: What's your opinion of Kai Nakua so far with the Browns?
3: I'm a big fan of Nakua. Uh, you know, from from a production standpoint, I mean, he's got the, the 14 interceptions over the past three three seasons at BYU. He's, he's, he's a ball hawk. He's a guy who's not afraid to get uh, physical as a, as a tackler. And then athletically, he's got everything you want from a player uh, at that position. So there's a lot that sort of suggests he can be not only, you know, a, a guy who can stick on a roster, but somebody who can potentially thrive in the NFL.
0: Pete Smith, Browns Analyst for NFLSpinZone.com on BYU Sports Nation. It looks like he's projected by a lot of people to not only just make the team, but there are some that are going as far as saying he could potentially start. How much credence do you give to a statement like that?
3: Um, it, it, it's There's definitely a chance for that. I mean, there's a little bit of a curveball thrown in there with the recent signing of Jason McCourty uh, from the Tennessee Titans. Now he's a corner, but they've at least, suggested the possibility that he could also play free safety. Uh, but I think they're going to give uh, these young kids a chance to, to compete, and, and and Nikula certainly figures in well in that, in that situation. So, I mean, if, if he starts uh, showing things in training camp into the preseason, it, it would not surprise me. In fact, if, if it was up to me, I, I, I project uh, I'm with those people. I would say he's got a good shot.
1: Do you yeah? Do you think September 10th, when the Browns open the season against the Steelers, what's the chance Kainuku is the starting free safety there?
3: Um, I I think it's pretty good. I mean, at, at the very least, I'd be surprised if he didn't make the roster. I just think he's too talented, uh, and and I think he fits a lot of what uh, this 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 regime and this defense wants. BYU plays a lot of that cover three that asks him to be that true center fielder, and, and that's what the Browns want to do. So he's got a lot of experience of doing exactly what they want um, from the free safety, and it just becomes a matter of translating that to the NFL level. And if he can adjust to the speed, uh, I think he's, he's going to fit in naturally and potentially make a, a, a nice start to his uh, career. The Cleveland Browns did draft Jabril Peppers,
0: so where does he factor into that mix? Because he was a guy that was a Heisman Trophy candidate at Michigan.
3: Uh, so they're, they're going to put him at strong safety. Uh, and, and I think what they, what they'd like to do is they'd like to play him, uh, sort of down in the box, uh, a little bit coming downhill and a guy like Nakua uh, can drop back and play free safety and sort of protect over the top. So it becomes a nice situation where they, they love the athleticism of peppers. And I suppose in certain situations, he can play, uh, deep and, and cover some ground if they want to go cover two and split the field in half. But I think what, what, helps a guy like Nakua is the fact that he is proficient at being able to play that deep middle and it allows a guy like Peppers to be able to do all the things they like from him.
1: Pete, there's another uh, former BYU Cougar on the roster. Tell us about the uh, progression of wide receiver Jordan Leslie.
3: So he's, he's been a guy who's, who's, uh, you know, floated around a little bit in the NFL and they signed into a, a futures deal. Uh, tremendous athlete uh, coming out of BYU uh, through UTEP. Uh, he's he reasonably productive, and he sort of fits. He, he's got the athleticism that's similar to a guy like Corey Coleman. Obviously, he's not the prospect uh, that Coleman was coming out of Baylor, but you sort of can see why they would why they would be attracted to a guy uh, like Leslie, and why they'd give him a shot.
0: And what kind of a shot do you feel like he has to make the Cleveland Browns as a wideout?
3: He's going to have a tough tough uh, hill to climb. Uh, they've got. You know, Coleman, they've got Britt, they've got a lot of these young kids. And, and right now they have about 10 kids on the roster. Uh, and then, and, you know, Leslie and, and about six of those other guys could be fighting for one or maybe two spots. So it's certainly going to be difficult. I think what, you know, you haven't heard much about him yet. I think what's going to happen is if he's going to make noise, it'll start being in training camp and, and most likely in preseason when, when he gets a, a real look uh, to see if he's somebody that they could potentially keep.
0: Pete Smith, great stuff. Browns analyst for NFLSpinZone.com. We appreciate the time, man.
3: Thanks for having me. Anytime.
0: Pete Smith on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Oh, he used a, a term. No problem. Cover three, Jerem, and that's good news for Kainakua.
1: That is. More safeties on the field. That means he's got a better shot. That, hey, that's great. Kainakua is a ball hawk. We've talked about this for a long time. I'm excited to hear that. It's, it's May. It's early. But that's great news that Kai Nakua is making some waves on that roster. And to get into the NFL, it doesn't matter what team at that point.
0: Did Pete just hang up on us? Yes, Well, we, he was well, supposed too.
1: We, it was mutual. <laughs> Un- unlike all of my breakups in college, it was mutual. <laughs> it's, it's not me. It's, it's you. It's us. <laughs> Wait what? Whenever, whenever someone's like, "Oh, I got to go," I was like, "Well, I had to go first, so uh, I win." <laughs>
0: oh. oh my goodness! <laughs> Good the, stuff from Pete. Yeah, that was really, really
1: interesting to hear. He's our Browns he's, guy. It was like, kind of Is
0: basically a lock to make the roster,
1: right? It's pretty high on on high uh, in that situation. An undrafted it, a lot of free tim- agent. Listen, what did we learn from James Taft? Fit matters, right? Oh, it's all about timing and the place. Yeah. And uh, we just lost that light. Uh, It's it's a big day, Jerem. Fit matters. So, Kainakua in Cleveland seems like a quality fit.
0: We've been talking about all of the reasons that this is randomly on May
1: 18th. May.
0: A very big day across BYU Sports Nation. It is a big day. We're discussing the legacy of Eric Mika.
1: Oh, we and, we, and we've got a tribute video coming up next. Yes, we just Don't found out that, that
0: Kai Nakua has a great shot not just to make the roster in Cleveland, but maybe to start on the field for the Browns on September 10th.
1: If he makes it to 53, I'm happy.
0: Baseball hasn't won an outright championship in a league since 2001. They can do that tonight, and NCAA softball regional goes down today with BYU playing in Salt Lake City against Mississippi State. Times are good. What would Bill Walton say about May 18th? I remember watching 17 different BYU sports excel and win championships at all levels. It was unbelievable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and today is a special day for the countdown as well. Hit it. Yes! Woo! Countdown to the Viking. 100, 100 days. 100 on the button. We are cruising into Portland State. 100. Yes. 100. Yeah. Yes. I'm so into it now that we're going to go, we're gonna go uh, double digit tomorrow. Double digits. Doesn't that feel right talking about Kainakua and the Browns. Kainakua and the Browns in football. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I love your Bill Walton. I'm trying so hard to come close. <laughs> Is there a more
0: understated player than Kainakua? Unbelievable talent.
1: Eric Bichas tribute video,
0: baby. Don't miss it. It's this. it's one for the ages, people. <laughs>
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. I just remembered something, Jerem. Because of the Chocolate Heath Bar, I need to go get some hot chocolate because that has been the miracle cure-all for my sore throat Oh, really? In the
1: past. Yeah.
0: Specifically at Krispy Kreme.
1: Wow, nice plug there. That's great. Hey, BYU Baseball, Zach Gonzaga tonight, BYU Radio and the app, 9 Eastern time. What's at stake? What is at stake? One win, and BYU is the outright WCC champ and first conference title in program history since 2001. A lot is on the line.
0: Yes, and when they win that championship, there is a spot specifically designated in Studio B, if Mike Littlewood so chooses, to bring the trophy, where, we we where? will display it for all to see. We'll find a spot on the right desk. There. Yeah, right there. We'll make it somewhere. We'll Just fit. saying, you could put it on national television
1: every day, and everybody would be reminded of it. Sean Olmstead did it. Look at it. Look how beautiful it is. It even has a hat. Yes, we gave it a hat as well. The WCC take care of our swag better than that one.
0: <laughs> how would you define the Eric Mika legacy at BYU? We've discussed his win at Gonzaga. A ton of different things. Tribute video coming up in just a few moments. At wise underscore guy says, Very talented part of two good, not great years. Wonder if answer is different without injuries to teammates. Kyle Collinsworth in 2014. Everyone last year. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: And we'll never know. Next. Oh, the
0: what if game. (laughs) You know what? We're not going to play what if. We're just going to embrace what Eric Mika did for BYU Sports Nation and BYU Basketball, and we have done so by neatly compiling a tribute video to Mika, the man. Roll
1: it. He's the best man, dude. He he is a legend. You know, you know who else is the best? Eric Mika. We had so much fun with that guy during <laughs> basketball season. There may have been he, a lacrosse. Uh, it's been so uh, fun. Yeah, it's been so fun. He hasn't left. He's still here.
0: Eric Mika. What can we say? He had a tremendous freshman year, which he only barely saw after being gouged in the eye against Iowa State.
1: Yet he still made it to the BYU Sports Nation set multiple times in just days before his mission three years ago.
0: He wore goggles the rest of his freshman season. After that mission, the defining game at Gonzaga. And Goliath goes down. BYU wins it.
1: His sophomore season, he averaged 20 points and 9 rebounds a game and was among the leaders in points and blocks in the West Coast Conference. High five, Eric Mika. We'll miss your musk, big man.
0: And from us here in Studio B and across BYUSN, good
1: luck, Eric. But not too much. <laughs> I'm just kidding, okay, all the okay, luck, yes. all the luck in the world. Eric Mika. Yeah. I, Listen, we had so much fun with this guy. He's one of my favorite personalities to cover in BOA history. He was so funny. He was so real. He was so physical. He was so talented. Yes, I just I really know. loved watching him. And, that, and that's why it's a bummer that he's leaving to me, because he was one of my favorites. I am super happy for him. Bittersweet. And, and very excited, but it's still fresh. And Ross, I'm like, would have been nice to see what BOA could do with him. But I'm so excited to see what he can do, and I hope he lands in the NBA and has a great pro career.
0: I had a question come up in my mind yesterday during our production meeting, and that is, where does Eric Mika rank all-time among BYU big men? There is not enough time in this show. We could talk about that for a couple of shows because there have been a lot of really talented BYU big men that have donned a BYU basketball uniform, but where does he rank all-time? That's part of his legacy, a conversation that I think we should have another day.
1: Yeah, quick answer, top ten to me. Where in the top ten? I'd Where have to in dig top into it, but 10, right? I think he's top ten.
0: I mean, just name come to mind: Hafa Araujo, Michael Smith,
1: uh Tina Young, Kresimir Chosic, John Bradley, Mel Hutchins, the, Jeff Chapman. There are
0: some dudes there, right? Place
1: did. Like there were a lot. There were a lot. Gary Trost. No, seriously, <laughs> That dude was good. Dave Eastus. Like there were there. We're gonna miss Greg Kite. We're gonna miss a gajillion people if we go down this lane, and we did. But, yeah, he's one of the best big men in BYU history. You dump the ball into him, 75% of the time he's going to score or get fouled. Or he'll make free throws, right? Yeah, make, He will score on that position. I mean, he was awesome.
0: How would you define the Eric Mika legacy at BYU at Nelvin Wilson 7 Tweets in, Jimmer equals legacy, four years. Mika equals one season more than Sean Bradley. A lot of people are getting hung up on... The two-year thing—you can still have a legacy in a short so, amount of time. Sean Bradley so, left a
1: legacy. Yeah, he. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you can, time doesn't matter. So Anthony Davis didn't leave a legacy at exactly. Kentucky. Like I know that Anthony Davis is a different kind of player. Don't get me wrong; it's different. But yeah, you can leave a legacy in a shorter amount of time. It's not time; it's what you do in that time. At Dave
0: Farns, his legacy is still being written. Great two-year stint. But what he does now can still help recruits choose to come to BYU.
1: And Steve Young's legacy was born out more in the pros than at BYU. That's a good point, too. About
0: I love the, uh, the roller coaster ready. comparison. That's still my favorite tweet of the day. <laughs> How would you define it, people? Your tweet's next. Also, the Cougar Whip round up next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thank you very much to today's guest, BYU basketball sophomore forward Dalton Nixon, back from his two-year mission trip to the Boston, Massachusetts area, and Cleveland
1: Browns insider and analyst Pete Smith. Coming up tomorrow, a man who does not uh, shy away from his opinion ever, Jonathan Tavernari will join us. To Jordan! Eric, Eric Meek, and BYU Hoops, can't wait. Let's whip it. It's time
2: for the Cougar whip Around.
1: Cougars in the draft. Eric Mika, who's now in this portion of the whip, is one of five players working out for the Sacramento Kings this afternoon. Please don't do well today so you don't get drafted by the Kings. Baseball. The Bad Cats
0: begin the final series of the regular season at Gonzaga. 9 Eastern tonight on BYU Radio and the app. One win in this weekend three-game series. Let's go! And the go. Cougars will clinch their first outright title As a member of the West Coast Conference and first overall since 2001,
1: softball. It's a ball night for the ladies as well in the NCAA regionals in Salt Lake City against Mississippi State at 6 Eastern time. It was 30 degrees earlier today. Listen to it on BYU Radio and the app as well as watch it on ESPN3. Your boy Spencer Linton will be on BYU Radio with Gary Scheide. The Cougars will play tomorrow as well against Utah or Fordham, depending on what happens today.
0: More awards for BYU softball as they prepare for those regionals. McKenna Bull, Libby Sugg, and Caitlin Larson. All receive NFCA Division I All-Pacific Region First Team honors, while Riley Jensen is named to the third team as a freshman.
1: Volleyball. Volleyball Magazine produces 2017 All-American teams. BYU Men's Volleyball player Jake Langlois and Brendan Sander. First-teamers, Price Drummond on the second team. Golf. Men's team, oh
0: so close yesterday as they finished in eighth place at the Stanford Regional. The Cougars shot 12 over as a team in the three-day tournament. C.J. Lee led the Cougars at three over, tied for 22nd individually.
1: Track and Field. 46 athletes advanced to the NCAA Track and Field West Preliminaries next weekend. Shea Collinsworth headlines the athletes with the third best 800-meter time in the West this season. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund went 3 for 4 with a run batted
0: in and a loss for the Single-A Burlington Bees against the Quad Cities River Bandits.
2: Cougars in the PGA.
1: Don't remember bandits boy, no to get you. Daniel Summerhays <clears throat> Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair playing in the first round of the Byron Nelson Invitational in Irving, Texas. Daniel Summerhays is tied for 15th at one under par through 13. Zach Blair tees off at 1.20 Eastern time. Back to hole four with Spencer. Thank you,
0: Jerem. If you missed it yesterday, the PGA Tour put out a Facebook Live with Daniel Summerhays dunking a basketball. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help you need a boast. DexterLaw.com.
1: Who deserves the rise and shout? Back today? gets. Yeah. One win away from a conference championship. Also a sort of uh, rise and shout slash good luck to the softball team in the NCAA regional in Salt Lake against the Moore Cabell. It's a rematch from October 14th. Mississippi State might be mad because they lost in overtime at Lavella Edwards State. Just be careful of the revenge factor.
0: How would you define the Eric Mika legacy at BYU? Our elite tweet of the day from at Jake R. Camp. A few great wins. Few bad losses, hundreds of Rocky references, bad facial hair, and a lot of weeping and wailing opposing fans or BYU fans when you think about Eric leaving,
1: right? There you go. Yeah. Conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
0: Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to the man who left a legacy in one year, <laughs> Sean Bradley. Such a big day. 100 days to football, people. Baseball and softball. Go get some dough. Back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Hopefully with good news.